Hi everyone and welcome back to Dinner With and today I'm speaking with the lovely Ellie. She'll give a little bit intro of who she is and what she does. She's going to actually be able to help and give some insight to students who are starting university this year. So especially for the new students going into their first year from college is quite a big transition. I think I recall my own transition and it was it's quite intense because there's a lot of different things that you have to deal with and then having to study as well. So that's what we'll touch on. And as always, we're going to talk about food. Yeah, so definitely. We'll leave that to the end. We'll leave the best bit till the end. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave it to you to give a bit of intro to yourself and what you do. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much, Shane, for asking me to be here today. It was a really interesting perspective because I work with students uh, from all ages. But first and foremost, I'll introduce myself for people that don't know me yet. My name is uh, Ellie Garcia, and I am a maths lecturer, examiner, and founder of A2I Academy. And I teach students online as well as have a team behind me to support students to excel in their academic subjects can be from key stage one all the way to higher education, which some of your students will be very interesting to know what we can give them in terms of hints and tips for them to succeed at university. Brilliant. Okay, so you do, so you work with a wide range of ages as well. Is your delivery then different depending on what age you're, obviously the content is different, but then how you deliver that and how you give the training, does that vary then depending on what age they are? Absolutely. We're talking about different age groups and some of them require uh, a bit more attention because they need to achieve a certain grade to actually go either into college or university. So they are looking at grade value. Some of them are quite confident with their grades and they just want to maintain and be challenged where within the classroom sometimes they don't have that opportunity. Yeah. because obviously of big numbers and obviously going to university they need a different type of approach and everything we do is very personalized yeah. uh, because every student is completely different so we need to personalize according to individual students especially at university level the needs are completely different so we need to look at different specs this different syllabi so all that comes into play when we discuss with the student first yeah. so it's really important to personalize and not see it as one fits all so yeah, yeah definitely it's completely different absolutely okay and how long have you been doing this then for seven years teaching online okay oh, uh, teaching online? and oh, yeah online and offline as well so yeah. I started by doing a trial with different companies and then when I set up Anywhere Academy uh, International, I decided to make it as uh, personalized as possible. So that was five years ago. Okay. But how did you find the online delivery? Because obviously up until last year, even doing virtual meetings was uncommon. So for the fact that you've been doing your training online since then, that's brilliant. How was that first received? It was interesting. So I can tell you a bit of the story behind it, yeah, because absolutely. obviously working for other companies, you have to drive around and go to different areas. I live in Greater Manchester. So I was finishing my full-time teaching in colleges. And then in the afternoon and evenings, I used to drive around the whole of Greater Manchester. I would be one hour away from each student. So it didn't give me enough scope to reach out to as many students as I would love to. So I decided what to do then. Why don't I set up online? 
let my current uh, customers know where I am and then branch out because I was doing just maths uh, at the time. And as parents warm up to me and found out that actually online is very flexible, yeah. uh, even if they were on holidays, they could still support their children and the adult learners that uh, were with us going to university or studying towards a qualification that would take them to university they decided this is perfect could you find me an English tutor could you find me a science tutor and then he started building from there quite quickly branching out from young um, students all the way to the adult learners yeah. so yeah that's how we started and any other challenges oh sorry uh, and going to the online it's funny because yes last year was when everybody <laughs> decided to go along because there was no many not many options yeah. and I felt very comfortable obviously because I just carried on from there but the funny part was that although I had a wealth of um, knowledge and everything else everyone was jumping onto Zoom I was already using uh, Teams and then I jumped onto Zoom because Zoom evolved immensely yeah so it's bringing I'm probably promoting some of them but <laughs> I think it's done it itself anyway. I think COVID has done that for it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I felt that very comfortable because we already had the resources. We expanded more on the adult learners, especially non-English speakers, because going to university, the key is speaking correctly, make sure you're writing the appropriate academic standards that is required in UK. So I've been supporting more adults that are going back into education so I thought you know what I'm not doing anything different I'm just expanding so for me it was really easy to just carry on yeah yeah I guess that's the thing isn't it it's just natural and whether it's zoom or whether it's team whether it's teams or whatever system you're using it's quite so I've used a lot of Skype so Skype. One of my, in one of my roles we used Skype and that was because teams hadn't really it wasn't Skype was really the main communication and video tool on the market at the time but actually I, the, one of the key things I remember was we'd very rarely have the video on it was Ooh. either chat or then voice but I think though I've actually seen that change as a result of COVID where a lot more people are now having their videos on and yeah. they're more comfortable with it as well I think but um, that was just internal at that time the company I was working for was using it intern so I think just between us we just I don't know what it was. We just never had our videos on. <laughs> and this is where things can change dramatically. I have the same, my students, the standards is, if you have the camera on, one, I know you engaged. Yes. Uh, the other one is we need that human interaction. And during COVID, I think it was more necessary to have that human interaction where you don't see people on a daily basis besides your household. Yeah. So for my students, I'll always mention it's important to connect some of them are from Cambridge, some of them are from Portugal, some of them are from Spain. So they are not in a location that I can quickly say, I'll pay a visit one day. So that human interaction is really important. So cameras on, eye contact, in, engaging, being present. And this goes for university students. Mm -hmm. As uh, when I studied before uh, at Bolton University, the first thing was, camera on because I want to be able to grab the attention of the lecturer and the same happens with my students today I say I want to capture your attention I want to see your expressions because then I can personalize learning when I see like an inquisitive face 
yeah. I know something <laughs> needs to, uh, we need to probably recap or we need to ask those questions and say, are you okay with this topic? Carry on. I think though, from what I understand with the college student, the teacher that I know, that I think they were not allowed to have videos on. The teacher or even the students were not allowed to have their videos on. But I know in university, it's going to be different. So I think that's maybe one of the key. So you've touched on some good points there in regards to that's one transition. It seems like at the moment, majority of the universities are going back to being in person. But if there happens to be sort of another lockdown or something, I think students need to understand that actually having a video on gives you more of a chance to interact and maybe maybe absorb the information a little bit more as well, though, because you, you're a bit more alert than aren't you? Yeah. If you have so a video off, you can easily distract yourself. Certainly. And the, those are important things. And I know in terms of the young student, there are elements of safeguarding, the environment they're on, everything was quite new. Uh, so you, we can imagine if we have a big household where people are running around, having a camera on can be very distracting, even for the teachers themselves. Mm-hmm. But obviously we're talking about tuition provision where when they come to me, they're all ready. Yeah. Uh, ready to learn and they know they need that space and this is one of the things we need to encourage the university students is find the right space to study yeah. and I have hilarious uh, situations where um, living in a dorm is not that easy <laughs> to not be distracted so choose wisely most students nowadays decide to go to studios uh, which they are branching out all over the, the country but it's uh, some of the tips that we can definitely recommend if it's their first year choose wisely where you're going to live because that is paramount when it comes to study and having the right environment for it once again cameras on if it's the right environment and uh, if it's allowed within that setting but definitely for university students, I would say do that because it'll make you accountable, really. Yeah. Okay. So if we if we dig into that conversation now, so I think back to when I was going from college to you many years ago. But I think one of the big sort of transitions and one of the biggest changes um, between secondary and college education to university education is the fact that you've become very much responsible for your own. You don't you get the support from tutors and lecturers, but you have to go and seek that support. It's not, you're not getting the same sort of teaching as such. Like you get a lot of direction when you're at college or when you're at secondary school. And that completely changes when you're in university. You know, you do become, they think you are adults and then you've got to take care of your You become an independent learner in essence. So it's really important to stay focused and realize the the onus is now on you. Yeah. So what would be some of your tips in regards to then managing that and being able to then manage your time, manage your workload, but also being able to find the information you need? Yeah, this is really important. And for me, I always start with the holistic side of things. Um, For you to start anything, whether it's in college or university, more important in university, because in most cases, you're going to live away from home, is keeping a healthy lifestyle. I say that because it's paramount for your body and mind to be in the right mindset to learn. So it's the basis of Maslow and hierarchy of needs. If you don't have the basis, which is your comfort, you have a good lifestyle, you feel healthy, you have a good uh, night's sleep, you do your exercises, 
then you can do that on a regular basis to become part of your routine. So you're ready to then absorb information that comes from the lectures. And yes, like you mentioned, being in a university setting, whether it's online or offline, is more like a lecturer in front of you with a lecturer telling you exactly the content that you're going to use. Sometimes you get a bit of interaction, but you can imagine if you have a massive group there, they cannot interact with every student. And in most cases, they get, get guests where there's not much interaction and you there to absorb their information and see how you can then transfer those skills. So the key is having good resources, notepad. I could not survive my first um, resource that I purchased when I got into university was a laptop. Yeah. Uh, that laptop walked around with me every time. And the reason being, I was able to use it as a tool to start drafting some of the assignments, even without having the first overview, I would start drafting based on what I was hearing, books, recommendations, I'll do a quick research, I'll type in, I'll look uh, where I could find resources that could help me during the lecture. So it's very important. So we're probably obviously adding more hints here but key number one for me is healthy lifestyle and get ready to to learn yes okay it's interesting you say that because I think I don't recall any students in my group or my year having laptops because I think that that I'm actually trying to picture like some of my lectures and looking around and I don't remember anybody having a laptop um I was very unique I must say yeah uh, I, I, I think it's also it, it shows my age a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't want to show my age but I can tell you now that yeah. that was I could see that was a discrepancy in terms of resources that I use and my colleagues use and why when I started teaching online it was novelty yeah. for many of my colleagues in teaching and learning uh, they thought Ooh, I don't think that works yeah. but there is some elements of writing that is important my laptop had the pen as I do at the moment I have the pen for this laptop it's very important for us to have the resources that we can still take some of the traditional techniques because writing is an important skill that helps you engrave that information that you're learning and for me it was something to remember because the pen it's it is like a wand to me yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. all yeah. Nowadays, it's so common for students to have a laptop. And like I'd gone back to studying after many years, and yeah. I, I was one of the few who still was writing by hand. And but I think it's because yeah, <laughs> because I'm I I actually really believe that actually by writing I was absorbing it, and I felt like I was listening more and recapping it more in my mind while I was writing it. Whereas typing, I felt like I wasn't paying enough attention to the lecture. And then I was too busy trying to think about what I was writing and not actually the content. So I, but it's, I think it's partly obviously what works well for you, but then also what you, what generation you've been brought up in as well. I think Definitely. Like the kids going into university now, laptops and iPads and phones and stuff have been a big part of their sort of years and growing up that it's second nature to I would love to say my age I won't but <laughs> I'll avoid that one <laughs> uh, not that I mind but I'll avoid but one of the things is curious that you say that but I think I was the first generation when the first 
MS-DOS came about, I was very curious with technology at yeah. earlier stage. And I was able to enter programs where some of my peers were not able to. So yeah. for me, technology is part of my life from the day that we start seeing the first computers being commercialized and why for me became second nature but obviously we're now in that generation where majority of people would have laptops Mm -hmm. uh, but they realize the power of having a pen and most of them have touch screens with a pen Mm -hmm. accessible to them so that'll be the I think the best resource to have because one, the data is already saved straight away onto the laptop. You have already formalized some form of uh, content that you can use afterwards for your assignments. And it makes it easier then to take you to the next level if you want to succeed as well at university, speed and time saving. Okay, great. That's really helpful. I'm sure the students are going to really find that useful as well. Although I'm sure part of it's going to be like, oh, it's new, it's precious week, we've got a party, who wants to think about studying? <laughs> oh yeah, the first few months, it's, it's all new. And I don't know well, about you, but it's all new and you want to know uh, what's going to happen. Or you can be very shy. So we have different types of students. So let's think about introverts and extroverts. And I think the message should go across the both, especially because I know that I was very extrovert in my family and friends environment when it came to come to university for me was quite new because a bit of background my first background was in fashion design in Portugal in Lisbon where I studied for three years and I didn't take that on board I always wanted to be in education afterwards and I wanted to teach fashion design and when I started thinking about pathways I've always been very good at maths And I wanted to explore that side. So I ended up doing business with finance. And that kind of brought me into light that, wait a second, I actually love what I do. So numbers always been very close to me. So for me, coming from a background of fashion design, I was able to be introvert because we needed to create and be in your own zone because sometimes you don't want interference of creations of your colleagues. So you can be hidden away. When you go to an environment where it's more business-like and you have to communicate and gather ideas, you need to be not extrovert, but you need to create your own community. And that is paramount. Once you create your own community, which is another hint that I believe most students should do, is get to know your colleagues the first few weeks. I would say first month, get to know them and then come together the ones that you think will work well with you and create your own study groups. Those will be like essential. And I wouldn't survive university years without having that community. So either you introvert or extrovert, find a few introverts that can work together, find extroverts that can work together, but bring that synergy because it helped me immensely finding people that had the same ethic in terms of work there's always someone that will lazy out by the way could be you (laughs) I always say could be any of us when we are in university we need to observe that as well but try and find a good group that you can come to and once twice a week you sit down and just break down what is it that the module is required requiring from you and then you can implement that and then have your time alone as well to carry on your assignments in your own time yeah brilliant okay so now one part food 
So I'm actually going to ask you, what did you eat when you were at university? Because obviously this is another another big part of uni life. You, you either live off pizzas or baked beans on toast. Yeah. <laughs> what <did> you, <laughs> ah, okay. So what was your uh, diet listing of at university? It's interesting. The many times I went into university, which is funny, I find it hilarious that I eat what is available. So canteens was my go-to. Yeah. And they're not always the most healthier <laughs> choice, especially during our time. Chips was always available. Pizza was always available. Pop noodles. <laughs> and I must say, I didn't enjoy that much because I could see I easily, I easily lose track of what I eat. And it does show straight away. <laughs> it does show. So as a student, the healthy side, so ends why I can advise today, the healthy side is please try and make the right choices, food prepping if you are in a studio or in a dorm, food prep so you're ready for the day ahead yes. or make the right choices because now there's a wealth of uh, opportunities out there. And I can say, hands on my heart, if it wasn't for Shane's Dining this uh, year, beginning of the year, I just wanted to focus on business, for instance. Same applies for university students. I had a situation where I had to make sure that I had food ready so I could feed my son, number one. Number two, so I could feed myself and not think too much about cooking, the time consuming of cooking. But I knew I was having healthy and awesome food and very tasty. So for me, it was a great combination. I don't cook that well. What you were sending to us was phenomenal. And it is a must. I would say, yes, if I could have a chef here 24 seven, (laughs) that would be the option. But the better option is dining. Thank you. Thank you. What's one of your go-to cooking dishes now then? If you were to have Uh, friends around to eat, what would you have on the table? I would have, I love the Illumi version being a pescatarian so the alumi version that you have phenomenal it's awesome uh it feels almost like you eating uh, meat it has a very delicate taste to it so i'll definitely recommend and i would say i would have a variety of all your dishes for one reason everyone has different tastes sorry everyone have different tastes and i would get all the package available as a, a taster yeah. And everyone could have a go for trying new dishes and encourage them to consider the options if they have easy, easy lives like student life has. Yeah. And in my case, as a, an entrepreneur. Cool. So you said you're pescatarian. How long have yes. you been? Has that been something all your life or recently? No. It was, I started 2016 and I went vegan for three months. Okay. It was very hard having some health issues in terms of anemia nothing serious but I need a very high iron intake I wasn't well educated how to sustain that lifestyle and I miss something because being from a Mediterranean country I always had that need to have fish and seafood and I wasn't able to remove those from the platter coming down to four years on and then I decided what I'll add the fish I'll add the dairy not in great quantity because I have also intolerance to to dairy products so I can see bloating and everything so again looking after my health I reduce as much as I can but I have every now and then I'll have my cheeses and milk and so on and I introduced the milk is the as we know plant-based milk most of the time but I'm not fussed 
I'm not uh, a strict pescatarian. Okay. So it's just health reasons to maintain yeah. a healthy lifestyle. Okay, brilliant. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your tips and info for the students. I'm sure they'll find it really helpful. Details to contact Ellie will be on the description. If you want some support with your transition into university with your studies, reach out to Ellie. I'm sure you'll be more than happy to help them and guide them. And I look forward to seeing you or watching Look Ahead. Yeah. Fantastic. Please keep your eye out for the next Dinner With Conversation. If there's anybody you think we should talk to, give us a shout. Maybe you want to join us on the conversation, let us know, and any topics and stuff as well. So thank you very much for joining and look forward to it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.